New Light Radio Drama presents A Ghost of Christmas Past, a new radio drama in two parts based on Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Adapted and directed by Ashley Wasmond, with music direction, original music and lyrics by Kristen Hedberg. This audio drama was created and produced by Western Carolina University's School of Stage and Screen. Please sit back and enjoy part two. Come, Ebenezer. It is difficult, spirit. But it is necessary. (laughs) Fred? Spirit, did you hear that? We are still but phantom Scrooge, here only to listen and to learn. It is my nephew. I can't play this a minute longer or I shall faint from Um. too much merriment. If merriment be one, I am party to it. Another glass, dear sister. (laughs) Oh, how about a game of how, when, and where? No, my dear, for you are only suggesting it on the basis that you will inevitably win, which is not so charitable to Topper and Emily as our Christmas guests. He is quite right. My dear sister tallies quite well in the books of how, when, and where. You would think that it's the meticulous ledgers of your dear Uncle Scrooge. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, I know, I know. How about a game of yes and no? Excellent idea, Fred. (gasps) Yes and no, a new game? Yes, my friend. Best played in a group whose minds are half gone to drink. (laughs) Perfectly timed, then. Someone thinks of something. Mm. And all the rest must find out what it is. By only asking questions that can be answered with... (laughs) Yes yes and and no! (laughs) Oh, wonderful! Me first, me first, me first! All right. Ready. Is it a person? No. Mm. Vegetable! (laughs) No, thank you, dear sister. We're playing a game at present. I am stuffed fatter than a Christmas goose. (laughs) Is it an animal? Yes. Oh, an animal. Uh, Alive or dead? Difficult to answer. Let's say alive. Oh, oh, goodness, Spirit, this is fun. Wait, 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 wait. Emily, dear, you are only to answer with yes or no. (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) I forgot. Yes, go on. Is it alive? (laughs) Yes. Is it disagreeable? Most definitely. Oh, I mean, yes. (laughs) Is it I am sure. And it would be ungrateful not to drink to his health. He's a comical old fellow, that's the truth. And not so pleasant as he might be. However, 
His offenses carry their own punishment, and I have nothing to say against him. Oh, I have no patience with him. Oh, oh, I have. I am sorry for him. I couldn't be angry with him if I tried. Who suffers by his ill whims himself always? I mean, I mean to give him the same chance every year, whether he likes it or not, for I pity him. He may rail at Christmas till he dies, but he can't help thinking better of it if he finds us going there in, in good temper year after year and saying, Uncle Scrooge, how are you? Please say you'll join us for dinner. You absolutely must. Now, if it only puts him in the vein to leave his poor clerk an extra 50 pounds, that's something. <laughs> Your heart is pure, dear husband. May he be touched by it. Oh. Here, here's a glass ready at the moment. And I, too, say to Uncle Scrooge. <laughs> to, to Uncle, Uncle Scrooge. Everybody's <laughs> 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 so bad. Spirit, <laughs> I have changed my mind. I wish to stay for dinner. One half hour, that is all. Please. Spirit. What is the matter? Your form. It changes before my eyes. I cannot stay. My time upon this globe is very brief. It ends tonight. Where are you going? Take heed, Ebenezer. Your life is also a brief one. She sends you hope, but it is up to you to listen and learn. Who is she? Go home, Ebenezer. She waits. Happiness is possible, I cannot know For someone who is cold and alone A man once silenced outside a loving home Yet my mother loved him and cherished his heart She gave him the same chance every year Showing him that he was in a Is in a world of love, warm and gentle. 
it. If I am not justified in what I ask, but I must know, please, who is it that sent you to guide me this night? And why? Where am I to go? I, I am willing, spirit, and ready, but I know not the way. Tell me, who sent you? That voice. send you? No, Ebenezer. You've changed, Fan. As have you. Please, come home, Ebenezer. You can take yourself from this dreadful, cold, damp place. This lonely place. Come home! Oh, how I've missed you, Fan. Will you, Ebenezer? Home for good and all never to come back here? We could sit by the fire evenings. And I can read to you. It will be the most wonderful thing in all the world to be together again at last. Yes, home. But first, you must turn and gather your things, dear brother. Carry them. Listen, 
You must reconcile your business, Ebenezer. And hurry, I beg you. Don't get into too much trouble while I'm away. Gather your things to your brother. Carry them. Out your senses, Ebenezer. <laughs> Bring down Master Scrooge's box there. Oh, oh. Hurry, Ebenezer! Turn and gather your things. Come home. Oh, I will, Fan. Don't leave me. Where are you, Fan? Am I in the presence? of the spirit of Christmas yet to come. You were sent here from my sister to show me the shadows of the things that will happen in the future. Is that so, spirit? Phantom of the future, I fear you more than any specter I have seen. But I know you are wise and your purpose is to do me good. I stand before you ready to change. And so I am prepared to bear your company and do it with a thankful heart. Will you not speak to me? Very well, lead on spirit. I know the time is precious. <sighs> <sighs> I just thought you might know something, being you're as clean and lady and all. <laughs> I don't know much about it either way. I only know he's dead, died in the night alone. <laughs> I thought he'd never die. Thought I'd be cleaning his sheets forever I did. What do you think he's done with the money? I mean, uh, I only know that he certainly hasn't left it to me. <laughs> I've wagered a very cheap funeral, for upon my life, I don't know of anybody who would go to it. <laughs> Suppose we make up a party and a volunteer? Undertaker! Wretched are you sneaking up on us like that? And in this fog, no less. You coming to pay a visit to old Joe tonight, too? Oi! I am. You know something? <laughs> I wouldn't mind going to his funeral if they provide a lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Come to think of it, I may have very well been his closest friend. You? How do you suppose that... Well, when he first hired me on, we had an entire conversation about how he liked his top sheet folded down once I put them on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is something. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> underlings. Joe. You've come to see old Joe, have you? Oi. So old Scratch has got himself in a grave at last, eh? That's right. Seasonable for Christmas time, don't you think? <laughs> and you're here to profit from it, I expect. Suitable company, well matched for the meeting. <laughs> well, what's the shame then? Each has a right to take care of themselves. He always did. All right, that's enough. 
Who's the worst for the loss of a few scraps like these? Certainly not a dead man. Aye, <laughs> 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 if he wanted to keep him, he might have kept someone close. <laughs> if only to look after him when he was dying, instead of lying there gasping out his last breath yeah. alone. <laughs> the truest words that ever was spoke. That's a judgment on him, not us. We know pretty well that we were helping ourselves before we met here. But it's no sin. For my part, if I could have laid my hands on anything else, I would have. Open that bundle, old Joe, and let me know the value of it. Step aside, you. Ladies first. What? I beg your pardon. Miss Dilber. Uh, come on, then. <laughs> you hear that? He's to undo my bundle first. <laughs> All right, what have we got here? Uh, a set of spoons. Some shirts and a pair of boots. It's not bad. It's not the best I've seen neither. But <laughs> I always offer too much to the ladies. <laughs> it's a weakness of mine. Free silver coins, dear. That's your account. Are you serious? For the lot? I might be fit to call that robbery, oh Joe. Take it or leave it. Next. Three silver coins. I'll go. Yeah, a pencil case. Mm. Not bad. Some sleeve buttons. A dinner bowl. And a bell. Nay, a broken bell. So that's your plunder, eh, Undertaker? Aye, it is. Pitiful lot. I hope you are embarrassed. God, there's your account. But if you ask me for another penny, I'll knock off half a crown. Bloody menace. Who's next? That would be me. Clear the way. You better put on your finest for this showing, old Joe. <laughs> it took a bit of doing, and a cunning unmatched by these two simpletons. Oh, oh. But... Feast your eyes on these. Is it it's underwear? underwear. <laughs> but very. Who else's do you think? Where he's going, he weren't likely to catch a cold without a... <laughs> <laughs> you don't mean to say you took his own underwear off him with him lying there in his bed. Dead. Uh, that's what I'm meaning, yeah. Long, red, a finest fabric and not a stitch out of place. <laughs> well, what are you looking at me like that for? Why not, eh? Is he going to be buried in them then? Surely not. They'd have wasted them if it hadn't been for me. Well, you were born to make your fortune, weren't you? <laughs> Here's your purse for it. <laughs> <laughs> I think this calls for a toast, if I'm not mistaken. To the loneliest man in England, whose growl frightened everyone away from him when he was alive. To profit us when he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a jolly good fellow. Well, he's a jolly good fellow. Well, he's a jolly good fellow. <laughs> Spirit, I see. The case of this miserable man might be my own. My life tends that way now. Is this the lesson you bring to me? Or is there more? 
And he took a child and set him in the midst of them. Mother, are you all right? <clears throat> this candlelight hurts my eyes, makes them weak. And I wouldn't show weak eyes to your father when he returns, not for the world. He'll certainly be home soon. He's late this evening, but I think he's walked a little slower lately, Mother. I've known him to walk with... I have known him to walk with Tiny Tim upon his shoulder very fast indeed. And so have I, often. And so have I. He was very light to carry, and your father loved him. So that was no trouble. No trouble. Spirit, say it is not so. Where is Tiny Tim? I will. 
boy was not spared. But who could have saved him? Spirit! Spirit, something tells me that our parting moment is at hand. I know it, but I know not how. Spirit, I beg you, speak the lesson to me. I am listening. Let me behold what I shall be in the days to come. A churchyard? Why do you bring me amongst these graves? That stone to which you point, is, is that the stone of the miserable man who passed? Will you not say? I, I fear doing so, but I must myself turn and face it, mustn't I? Carry it with me. Before I draw nearer to it, answer me one question. Are these the shadows of the things that will be, or are they shadows of things that may be only? All right, I'll go and, and read what is writ upon it. No spirit! Oh no! No! Spirit, hear me! I am not the man I was! I will not be the man I would have been without these phantom visits! I understand now! I have listened! I can change with Fan to guide me! Why show me this if I am past all hope? Tell me I may wipe away the writing on this terrible stone! I will remember these lessons in my heart and keep them! I will live in the past, the present, and the future! Humankind shall be my business. I will live in the past, the present, and the future. Allow me to return home. I beg you. Fan! Dear sister, guide me. Led by your pure heart, I will seek to honor humankind. I have gathered my things, I have faced them, and I will carry them with me. Show me home, Van. My bed! My fire! My clock! I am home! Dearest Van, I know you are here. We will have Christmas, Van. Away from that dreadful, lonely place I stayed for far too long. And I will sing the song we once sang with Mother. I will remember. Ring the bell, ring the bell, ring ding ding ding, ring the bell. 
I know you are here. You always have been my most wonderful sister. In hearts such as yours, we may find our deepest humanity. The Bifan. I am home. I am here. And I will dispel the shadows of the future. <laughs> oh, let's go. I have so much work to do. And yet, I don't know what to do first. It's all so wondrous. I am as, as light as a feather, as merry as a schoolboy, as giddy as a chicken. <laughs> a chicken? Is that right? Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Chickens may, in fact, be giddy. Oh, what matters most is the work ahead. Hurry then, old Ebenezer. Out you go! Scrooge, donning only his pajamas and an overcoat, rushed into the streets and began greeting everyone he saw with an enthusiasm that could make anyone blush. <laughs> Hello there! A Merry Christmas to everybody! A Happy New Year to all the world! <laughs> Hello! Merry Christmas, dear lady! <laughs> he laughed freely, and really for a man who had been out of practice for so many years, it was a splendid laugh to behold! <laughs> I don't know what day of the month it is! I don't know what time it is! I don't know anything. I'm quite a baby, aren't I? It doesn't matter. I'd rather be a baby than a dreadful old miser. Uh, hello! Hello! Oh, you there, young lad! Are you talking to me? Oh, what's today, my fine fellow? Today? <laughs> Why, it's Christmas Day! Christmas? So I haven't missed it! The spirits have done it all in one night! Of course they did! Ha! They can do anything they like, can't they? Are you all right, old man? Well, tell me, do you know the butcher in the next street at the corner? I should hope I did. <laughs> An intelligent child. Remarkable. Do you know whether they've sold the prize turkey that was hanging up there? Not the little prize turkey, the big, meaty one. You mean the one as big as me? <laughs> yes. Huh. It's hanging there still. Is it? Here, go and buy it. Oh, go on with ya. No, no, I mean it. Go and buy it and have them deliver it to the Cratchit home. I, I can provide the address. Come back with the butcher and I'll give you a shilling. Are you serious? Come back with him in less than five minutes and I'll give you half a crown. All right then. I'll deliver it to the Cratchits. They shan't know who sent it. It's twice the size of Tiny Tim! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Oh, you there! Hello! Oh no! Oh no! No, please, wait! Merry Christmas. I want to apologize for the behavior I displayed yesterday in my office. Sir? Oh, my apologies. I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, I know. My uh, demeanor has changed a bit since the last time you saw me. How do you do? A Merry Christmas to you. 
I do hope your women's organization succeeded yesterday in the collection for the underserved. There are so many in need. Uh, Mr. Scrooge? Oh, yes. Uh, but I fear my name may not be pleasant to you. Please, call me Ebenezer and allow me to ask your pardon. Will you have the goodness to accept a donation from me in the amount of... <gasps> Lord bless me! What? My dear Mr. Scrooge, are you serious? What if, did he say? How if much? you please, and, and not a farthing less, will you do me that favor? Well, my dear sir, I don't know what to say. Oh, don't say anything! Please, just come and see me at my office. I'll have it for you straight away. Oh, will you? Uh, we will. We will. Oh, thank say? you. I am much obliged to you. I, I thank you 50 times. What? Thank you. What thank you. Say? We're going to be able to do everything. It's absolutely <gasps> <it's, it's, it's, gasps> <gasps> Merry Christmas, sir. Merry Christmas. Mr. Scrooge. Oh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Oh, the bells. What a lovely sound, aren't they? Um, yes. I, I guess they are. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you, sir. And you. Scrooge walked the streets and watched people hurrying to and fro. He patted children gently on the head. He greeted beggars and offered them his help and his listening ear. He looked through windows and the kitchens of houses and up at lampposts adorned with holly. He had never dreamt that any walk, or really anything, could give him so much pleasure. And in the afternoon... He turned his steps towards his nephew's house. He passed by the door a dozen times before he had the courage to knock. Uh, dear, dear Clara, good evening. Why? Bless my soul, Uncle Scrooge. It is. I have come to apologize. To you, dearest Clara, and to my nephew Fred. Your endless patience with me has gone unmatched for all these years. I have laughed in the face of your loving invitation too many times. And so I will not expect it, but if your hearts still have space enough, I have humbly come to join you for Christmas dinner this evening. Dear Uncle Scrooge, it is true, I cannot fathom the hurt you have endured during your lifetime. Some of it at no fault of your own. I cannot imagine how it must have felt to feel love fall away from you, time and time again, until you had no capacity for it any longer. I, I do, I do understand this. But you must understand the endless hurt you have asked Fred to also endure on your behalf. Year after year after year, by never letting anyone into your own heart, you prohibited Fred from filling a void in his, a crushing void, bored into his soul from never having a mother of his own. But you have always been far too concerned with yourself to answer that call. And because my heart is inextricably linked to his, I hope you can also begin to understand the many ways in which Fred's hurt has extended to me as well. Hurt is transferable, Uncle Scrooge. Uh, yes, uh, Clara, 
I understand. Thank you. Uh, but if hurt is transferable, so then is love. Ma'am? And as a woman, wife and daughter, as a decent human, Uncle Scrooge, in this moment, I will choose to transfer love. I imagine your nephew so needing a family and a connection to a mother he never knew will be eager to do the same. If anyone can understand needing one's mother, well, I imagine that person is you, Ebenezer. Aye, ma'am. I cannot allow the unchecked and destructive transfer of intentional hurt to permeate the walls of my home. But if you can enter here with a pure wish to bring love and a reformed understanding of how your words and actions can build or destroy those around you, and most importantly, if you can hold yourself accountable for those words and actions, then I shall welcome you. Clara, in hearts such as yours, we are able to find our deepest humanity. I am sorry, Clara. Dearest Clara, to you and to my nephew. In time, I do hope to transfer your hurt into love. And I humbly ask for the chance to prove it. Merry Christmas, Uncle Scrooge. Welcome home. Fred, Fred will be waiting. Scrooge entered and started down the hall towards his nephew in an evening of true reconciliation. And as the healing began, wonderful happiness began to fill the rooms. The next morning, Scrooge found himself on the doorstep of the Cratchit home. Without hesitation, he knocked with excitement. And as the door opened, Scrooge looked down and found the smallest of the Cratchit children before him. Tiny Tim! Good day, Mr. Scrooge. You know me? Why, yes, Mr. Scrooge. Scrooge, a little beside himself. And not quite sure what to say. Finally choked out. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas, young lad. I thank you, Mr. Scrooge. Merry Christmas to you, sir. But I believe you may be behind yourself. Christmas Day was yesterday. <laughs> of course, dear boy. And was it a good one for you? Oh, yes, Mr. Scrooge. We spent the whole day home together. Mother, Martha, Peter, Blender, and Father. It was the merriest day of the year. Home together. Yes, I imagine it must have been, Tim. Well, I am very glad to hear it. Now, are your mother and father home now? Mother is, sir. Father has gone to work. Of course. How silly of me. Well, then, may I please speak with your mother? Yes, sir. After a moment, Mrs. Cratchit appeared at the door. Oh, good day, ma'am. I know my likeness may not be the one you wish to see at your doorstep, but I, uh, well, I have come to ask you and your family to join me this evening for dinner at my home. Oh, <clears throat> Mr. Scrooge. You'll forgive me if I am not eager to accept your invitation. But yesterday was, in fact, our only day permitted for festivities. As I presume you know, Bob returned to work this morning, so I should be getting back to readying our own dinner for tonight. 
He will certainly need a warm meal when he returns, as I was sad to hear of the coal shortage in your office this season. Mm. Thank you for the invitation, but I must be going. Oh, no, please, madam. That is the nature of my business here. I have come to apologize and to make amends, to offer my help. Sir? Oh, you'll see. Please join me. I'll go and fetch Bob from the office straight away and meet you and all your magnificent children at my home. I intend to raise Bob's salary and to assist your struggling family. I will arrange for a doctor for dear tiny Tim. Oh, I want to help. We can discuss the whole matter over a warm meal by the fire. A very large fire. Please, will you join me? Uh, Mr. Scrooge, do you mean it? Oh, I do. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Scrooge was better than his word. He did it all. And infinitely more. He became as good a friend. And as good a man as the old city knew. And to Tiny Tim, he became like a second father. Some people laughed to see the change in him. But he let them laugh. For his own heart laughed. And that was quite good enough for him. And it was said that from that day forward, he knew how to keep Christmas better than any. A light I never noticed Shining in the eyes of the ones whom I once passed And pushed away, never knowing their worth It's a greater gift than money Cherishing a memory that is not buried in the past But new and true and free It's a smile, it's a word, it's a kind and helping hand that makes this world a gentle home. Where the dark will never take the place of mirth and cheer as we celebrate with Merry Christmas song. It's a smile, it's a word, it's a kind and helping hand that makes the world a gentle home. I see it now, it's all so clear. Come celebrate with jolly Merry Christmas song. It's a smile, it's a word, it's a kind and helping hand that makes this world a gentle home. Where the dark will never take the place of mirth and cheer as we celebrate with Merry Christmas song. Hearts surely open when we reach out and find the light. Join hands and revel in delight. Spread in joy and laughter. Join hands and revel in delight. It's a smile, it's a word, it's a kind and helping hand that makes this world a gentle home. The angels sing their exaltation to the newborn child And we lift praises for the precious children in our lives We know the future is 
such as yours, we may find our deepest humanity. Share these gifts with all who dwell, so everyone can ring the bell. Merry Christmas! You have been listening to part two of the latest New Light Radio drama. If you enjoyed the production, please consider making a tax-deductible donation, big or small, by visiting our website or Venmo us at at New Light Theatre Project. For monthly support, consider signing up through our Patreon page. That's Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. All donations are earmarked for artist fees. A Ghost of Christmas Past is adapted and directed by Ashley Wasmond, with music direction and original music and lyrics by Kristen Hedberg. Sound design by Zay Jarrett, sound editing by Matt Williams, and the sound engineer is Jim Ellentony. For a full list of the production and design team, orchestra, and cast, visit newlighttheaterproject.com. <laughs>